Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. From our team to you, welcome to Season 2 of Convert Central. In Season 1, we've had the privilege of interviewing 15 converts across the months of Ramadan and Shawwal. This season, we have created a plethora of topics for every Muslim regardless of our background, our interests and our races. We pray that every podcast that we upload will be beneficial to you guys and meanwhile, enjoy listening to Season 2 of Convert Central. Assalamualaikum everyone, welcome to our new series, Women in Islam. So just to quickly introduce myself, I'm Shaja. Uh, I was born into a Muslim family and I identify as a Muslim woman or a Muslimah. And uh, I've chosen to talk about women in my series because I do think that the experiences of women in Islam nowadays, like personal experiences, might not be that widely spoken about in a casual setting, especially pertaining to convert Muslimas. Uh, I personally have not met that many convert Muslimas as in my experience as a Muslim woman in Singapore so far. So I would think it's very uh, insightful to have a guest on board who would come from a convert standpoint and has probably different experiences than I do. And for all of you listeners, you might also see some convergences in your experiences with ours. Yeah. So I thought this series would be a great way for us to understand the different kinds of experiences Muslims go through in general. Um, and it will be interesting to hear new perspectives. So today's episode would focus on our relationships with our hijabs, what it means to us, our individual stories, and basically our experiences as hijabis from the perspective of two hijabis. So I want this series to be personal and comfortable. So all our views expressed are our own and stem from our own experiences. Um, nevertheless, I do think that our experiences might provide new insights for the listeners. So perhaps some of you facing similar struggles could also find some solace in knowing that you're not going through such things alone. And maybe our guests would have some advice that you could take note of too. So, okay, I won't talk for too long. Let us know our guests for today, Sister Zafira. Uh, so Sister, Sister Zafira, could you please introduce yourself, some brief background on your Islamic journey before we get to the crux of our episode? Okay, inshallah. Assalamualaikum, everybody. Good morning. So um, I'm Zafira. And um, I revert six years ago, so I'm six years old now. <laughs> yeah, Alhamdulillah. So um, it all started with the Azan. So um, one evening when I was in the Arab Street uh, with my friends having um, Shisha, so um, I heard this very beautiful music back. So um, back then, I have no idea what is that because, you know, okay, um, I've, my family is a Buddhist, okay, so uh, I'm a born Buddhist. So back then when I first hear this um, prayer call, I didn't know that it was a prayer call. What I know, well, oh, you know, this is such a peaceful music. So uh, I went to ask my friend, uh, hey, what is that, huh? So yeah, they were telling me, oh, that was the prayer call, you know, to get people um, times to pray. And I'm like, oh, okay. So my heart just felt like something just go through it, you know, when I hear the azan. So uh, soon after, um, I'm, a, I'm a nurse myself, so I work in an oncology ward. So um, I met this patient um, in the ward, introduced me more into Islam. So one day in the ward, I saw this Pachi actually holding this um, Tasbir Biggs. Well, having, uh, we're receiving his chemo. So out of curiosity, I went up to him and asked him, oh, you know, what is the things that you're holding? Because Buddhists have these similar things as well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and then he taught me and then like he kind of like, explained to me what is that for. 
So from there, it makes me want to like, oh yeah, you know, it makes me so interested, like interested that I want to learn more. So my friend actually um recommend me, or oh, why not I go Dara account, yeah, to learn more about Islam. So before all this, um, when I first started to work in the medical oncology ward, I don't really practice um, Buddhist, so I'm more like a free thinker. I live in the day thinking that, um, oh, you only live once, so you just do whatever that you want. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So, um, well, ever since I work in this ward, I get to see death every day because it's a palliative ward. So I get to realize that, oh, you know, actually, a person having a faith is so important. So I first started to go, I tried to go to church to learn more about the religion. Then I even tried to go Hindu temple as well. <laughs> so, but but when I go this, when I try to go Hindu temple, but there's nothing hits me wants to learn more until when I know, when I get to, I after I hear that Azan and I want to learn more about this religion. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Alhamdulillah, first of all, your story is very, um, very, very interesting. <laughs> Honestly, I would love for you to go on with this story because there's a lot of experiences already intertwined in this and it's, it would be very uh, interesting to unpack this entire experience of you getting to know Islam. And I think it's a lot of blessings involved also, of, of course. Mashallah. Yeah, so hopefully as we talk about our journeys with our hijabs, we'll kind of get to know your story better along the way also. So thank you so much for being here and agreeing to come on board. I'm very excited to be able to speak with you about this oh, issue. Alhamdulillah, thank you. Yeah. I hope this session would be enjoyable for you and also for the listeners uh, to benefit from our sharing, inshallah. So, okay, let's get to our topic for today. Um, okay, let's start with a broad but I think important question to frame for first and foremost. Uh, what do our hijabs mean to us? Okay, so... Do you, would you like to go first or do you want me to go first? Uh, maybe you can go first. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Okay, so for me, I think my hijab kind of, um, it kind of plays a, a part in my ide- overall identity as a Muslim. Um, it reinforces my identity as a Muslim first and foremost, not only outwardly to, I mean, of course, because it's a, visual, a very visual aspect of me. It's outwardly reinforcing my identity but also inwardly because it kind of um, serves as a constant reminder to myself that I am a Muslim so whether it be um, in terms of outside like my practices or I mean at home of course I'm also reminded that I'm a Muslim but it just uh, it just serves, serves as a constant reminder basically it is a part of my identity as a Muslim and overall just who I am in general yeah so I think that sums up what it is to me in brief so how about you? Okay, okay, um, okay. When I first started learning about Islam, right, I was actually thought that oh, the purpose of wearing hijab is to divert attention from beauty. Mm. So, so for money, I'm donning on hijab represent a modesty, pious, and for Allah. So I truly respect that, and I also personally felt that you know I should not use um as a mean to apply social pressure on others. Because, okay, honestly, I also heard a lot, you know, when I was walking over the road, I also heard a lot of, you know, negative feedbacks as well. So I personally felt that um, it is not what we wear actually represent us, but how our character is represent us as a believer, as a Muslim as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I also um, understand what you are trying to say because <laughs> it's just like a one, it's just like one aspect of being a Muslim, right? It's not even like, it doesn't necessarily reflect um, one's actions or one's piety level is just one aspect of 
the yeah. multifaceted like parts of being a Muslim. <laughs> yeah, okay, I understand what you mean. Okay, um, should we get into our individual stories now? Would you like yeah, to sure. go first or do you want me to go first? Oh, you can go first. Don't <laughs> worry. <laughs> okay, it's fine. Okay, so um, I guess for me, because I was born into a Muslim family, right? And mm. my family has been practicing, like, they've been pretty religious since the start, I would say. So um, I grew up with, uh, with my parents. I, my mom and my grandma both wear the hijab. So... I grew up watching them already wearing it since the start, but it sure. never occurred to me to to wear it myself mm-hmm. because I was so young at that time and I mm-hmm. didn't see really see uh, why I had to do it uh, mm-hmm. apart from going for religious classes. So I used to go for children's religious classes on Sundays at sure. Darul Arkham. So when I go for classes, of course, I would wear the hijab, but <laughs> once I come out of the class, I would take it off because... I just didn't see why I had to wear it. And it wasn't really enforced on me either. And I was also going to um, like public schools. So in primary school or secondary school, or even in JC, I wasn't wearing the scarf in school. So I didn't wear it outside either because I wasn't wearing it in school in the first place. And that was where I spent most of my time. So I wasn't wearing it outside or in school. Yeah. So, but after um, graduating from JC, my mom started to tell me maybe it's time for me to wear a hijab but the thing is like as much as she was coming from a good standpoint because it's you should encourage someone to do better as a muslimah right but I couldn't conceive the idea of wearing a hijab because I was I've grown up in such a way that I only saw wearing hijab being done in like a private setting or either there or like at an old age so mm. when I was told to wear it after JC, I was just like, I can't, like, there's no way. I would only wear it once I got married or something. <laughs> because it wasn't, it was just not in my peripheral view. Like, it wasn't in my circle at all. So I was really against it for quite a while, which is very, which is honestly quite terrible. But um, after a while, I think it took me about a year <laughs> to come to my, uh, to come to my senses and be like, okay, look, um, no matter what kind of like excuses I have, it's never going to be enough to justify that I'm purposely avoiding mm-hmm. like going into something that will make me a better Muslim, right? Yeah. And it's not even like it's not that it's not it wasn't as big as a deal as I was thinking it was because all my excuses had to do with like school, like my fr- what my friends would think, like whether they would treat me differently or like how people are gonna look at me or how I'm gonna look at myself because. Um, before this my hair was a huge part of my personality and I couldn't get over the fact that I had to cover it up I feel you (laughs) yeah so like that was a huge part of my life and having to cover it up felt like a huge step for me and I couldn't handle it honestly so uh, like seeing that seeing as my hair was being such a huge part of my self-confidence like it made me realize like upon reflection that it doesn't really make a lot of sense because self-confidence should come from within in the first place like it shouldn't be based on outward appearances that's first and second of all like how I'm going to judge um like how I'm going to live my life based on what other people would think of me is also wrong so and it didn't it shouldn't be a factor that stops you from achieving what you want and what I wanted was eventually to wear a hijab just not at that age because of external reasons which doesn't make sense so upon reflecting about these things for like a year, <laughs> I finally got to it in like 2018. So I was in like 
second year of uni, I think. And that's when I started wearing it. And it really, yeah. it hasn't, yeah, Alhamdulillah. It really hasn't been that difficult for me so far, Alhamdulillah. Because uh, I thought it would be much worse. I thought people would think of me differently. But all my friends, of course, they are very nice people. And I mean, as they should be, they accepted me as who I was and what, what I stood for after that. And it has, I think after wearing a hijab, it, it kind of changed, changes the way I act also. Because, I mean, of, of course, I should have already been like this before as a good Muslim. But after I, gone, after I go out like wearing a hijab, it just reminds me to be a lot better because now I'm like a representation, right? Because now people know that I'm a Muslim at first glance. Before this, people really can't really tell unless yeah. I say it. But now that I'm a walking like representation of being a Muslim, I should represent myself in the best way possible and represent the religion in the best way possible. And it kind of pushes me to become a better person. I mean, I should have definitely done this before I wore the hijab too. But I think after I wear the hijab, it, I mean, it kind of made it more important for me to do. Yeah. So yeah, it took, it took me a while to get through this. Uh. It took me a few years to finally get, get to the point where I realized that my excuses were just not justifiable like it wasn't justified for me to prolong wearing not wearing the hijab just because of what other people thought of me and stuff like that so yeah those were kind of my issues that um stopped me from trying to wear it <laughs> earlier on okay. which, yeah and for, as for remarks i don't think i actually got that many remarks about it in fact i was honestly quite scared that i would get backlash because nowadays especially when Islam Islamophobia is a thing mm. uh, wearing a hijab it puts you in a different set of circumstances right so especially when I went for exchange I went for exchange in Canada but before that I was touring with my friends in the US and that was when I was super scared because I was scared of getting um, <laughs> like security checks and like Islamophobic remarks and whatever but surprisingly, none of that happened. Alhamdulillah. One guy even said Assalamualaikum to me. <laughs> which so, I, yeah, so that was nice. So it was a lot better than I thought. Which I think, for me, I think it's a blessing. Uh, of course, other people might have gone through different experiences. But for me, so far, wearing the hijab has been a good experience. And yeah, I think, of course, in the grand scheme of things, um, doing something for the betterment as a Muslim for the sake of Allah, is always great. So, yeah, I'm very happy that I took this decision for myself. Alhamdulillah. So happy for you. Thank you. Okay, so your turn, Sister Zafira. Okay. <laughs> okay, um, when I first wear hijab, is on that morning before I hit to Darul come to say my shahada. So, mm. I think about six years ago. Yeah, Alhamdulillah. So, I remember that morning, I was all ready to leave the house to Darul Akam. Uh, I wasn't um, donning on hijab that moment. It was just a normal long sleeve and long pants, you know. Yeah. And then just right before I stepping out of the house, right, then um, this flashback of a video of uh, I watched from this morning, I think just came straight to my mind. So this video is about um, explaining the reason why sister is covered. It's mm. just like um, how why is our money covered by our wallet? Mm. <laughs> yeah, and there is um, it's all because our money, our IC, our credit card are so variable, right? Mm. So do the woman, you know, so. 
uh, the moment the memories of the past, my past attire that I used to, right, it just like flashback to me, you know, and then I start to ask myself, hey, Li Ping, you know, um, when will you start to value yourself and your body? <laughs> so, it really a hit to me. Eh. Then I was like, oh, okay, okay. Then I like, you turn back to my room. So, I just put on the hijab because I have a friend who give me one, you know. Okay, yeah. just, just put on. <laughs> so, I said, okay, let's go out. Okay, then I just go see my shahadan that day. <laughs> so, uh, it all started from there, but then, okay, Alhamdulillah, my parents actually gave me their blessing, you know, um, to revert. But the test and also the struggles comes after I don on my hijab. Mm. Is my parents um, stayed distant away from me when we go out. So, um, they probably I also understand that they wasn't used to it of me donning on hijab. Because usually our hug their arms, you know, when we go out shopping for dinner. Mm. But just after I don't own the, like, they will just push my hands away, you know, just because people is like looking at us. Mm. Yeah, and then I remember one night, um, I was so sad that I really broke down after my Ishaq prayers. I was crying so badly. I felt like, oh, Ya Allah, please, you know, uh, fully open up my parents' heart, allow them to accept me for who I am and, you know, accept me for whatever that I wear. So, okay, Alhamdulillah, a few months later, um, Allah actually answered my prayers. So that period, um, probably like a few months later, like two, three months, I went out with them. I still, I try to like hug them away, you know. I don't, I don't care whether they push me away, but I just want to like try my luck <laughs> and hug them again. Then Alhamdulillah, they actually, okay, don't hold my hand. They don't push me aside already. That's great. Yeah, Alhamdulillah. Honestly, it's very interesting. Like, um, how did you come with that decision? The when you stepped out of the house, like how long did that take you? Was it like a split second kind of thing? Or was it like you stood yeah, there for 10 minutes thinking it's about it? Like, it's just like, just come to mind. Then I would think of the video that I watched. Mm. Then I felt like, oh, actually it's true. Probably the one I wear last time was really too open. and stuff. <laughs> so when I would start to think back and I asked myself, yeah, Zafira, why are you not, you know, wearing yourself and your body? Why are you wearing, you know? Yeah, okay, you know, I, I think I need to, I need to, you know, protect myself. Yeah. Yeah. Mashallah. That's like a, that's a really interesting story. I think, I think there's a yeah, there's a lot to unpack in un- unpack in your story. So, did did you like face any personal encounters like having to wear hijab apart apart from your parents? Like a lot. Like, apart from your parents, right? Like maybe among your social circles or like maybe even yourself. Like was there any issue? Because your first time wearing it was like kind of on a whim, right? <laughs> when yes, you wore yes, it very quickly. Yes. But after that, did you kind of think about how difficult it was or anything? Um, okay, when I remember was my first uh, Ramadan, I went to this, uh, the Gelang Baza. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that was the first time I wear hijab and it was so hot. <laughs> really hot. <laughs> yeah. And I, I didn't prepare anything, you know. But then I did um, always remind myself, but Ustazah always tell me, whenever that you feel something uncomfortable, always talk to Allah, talk to Allah like my friend. So during these six years, I learned in the way that, okay, anything, even if it's just a small, small thing, I'll just talk to Allah and talk to Him. Hmm. So I remember okay. in my house, like, Ya Allah, please, you know, please just come <laughs> me down. Please just remove the heat, you know. Then, Alhamdulillah, I don't know why, it's just, for that, okay, maybe an hour later, I don't think of the warmness anymore. Yeah, I don't think of, you know, oh, it's so hot. So even if up till now that I were to work under the hot sun, my friend will be like, hey, you're not hot lah. <laughs> we get that a lot, my question. <laughs> yeah, you're not hot lah. Like, oh, okay, alhamdulillah. 
like I mean, I I understand how you feel. Like it was really hard because it's so hot here, especially after wearing a hijab, and you have to wear like multiple layers. Yes, and yes. And it's just like wow. But I think eventually you kind of get used to it, you know. And it's just a like part of, part and parcel of wearing a hijab in Singapore. It's just yeah. it's just like that. Yeah. Okay. So for your parents, right? Uh, I think it's a very interesting dynamic to like compare like how your parents didn't <laughs> want you to wear it while my parents were like. <laughs> and forcing it on me, it's quite interesting. And like you, you took this up without anybody like telling you to do it, right? Like you kind of just did it on your own. Alhamdulillah. Yeah, which is very inspirational. Thank you so much for bringing that up. <laughs> like, Alhamdulillah. Do you have any advice for maybe converts, convert Muslims who are trying to wear the hijab but maybe are deterred by the fact that their parents might be uncomfortable with it? Okay. Okay. I think for. Okay, actually, I have met a few sisters who they are on the route, you know, getting to know more about this region as well. Um, and then they also did tell me, you know, or sometimes their future mother-in-law or anybody will like pressure them, oh, you must go hijab right? after like that, like that, like that. But I just feel like, um, I, I just want the sister to know that, you know, um, when, when the sister is, does not wear any hijab, that doesn't define her that she is lower in, you know, piety. Mm. But perhaps, you know, she has a better character than anyone else. She may have the kindest heart than anyone else. So I think, I feel like there is not a need for comparison. Yep. So, um, everyone does have their own struggles and their life story. Um, it's not about how, it's not about we manage to solve the problem at the end of the day, but the process of how we attend to the problem before it is solved. Mm. Yeah, and I also hope that, you know, we will actually remind each other that no matter what stage we are on right now, it's all counts for Allah SWT. So, he sees our intention and he knows at least we are trying for him. So, never ever dress to impress anyone else because people never satisfy with anything, you know. But when you dress it for him, inshallah, he will please with us for our pure intention. Yeah, you're right. Like, we really shouldn't do things for the sake of others. Yeah. If anything, it should only be direct. All our actions should be only be directed for the sake of Allah. Yeah. And uh, as what you said also, like, the hijab, right, it's not, it, it reflects one's outward appearance. Like, it does not necessarily represent one's religiosity or piety. So that's one thing to take note of. And like, Muslims, Muslim women especially, are already put under a lot of scrutiny um, within and outside of the Muslim circle and mm. even then like there's already a lot of pressures on us to do certain things uh, within like society so putting external pressures on a Muslim to act a certain way is not necessarily the right way to go for sure so I would think that if you would like to give advice that of course it's good to encourage someone to do something for the sake of Allah to become better uh, as Muslims but do so in a way that is gentle and maybe do like give positive reinforcements like mm-hmm. talk about the benefits of like wearing a hijab positive experiences like our experiences are quite positive i would say um yeah and like yeah instead of talking about like oh if you don't do this you're like is haram you're going yes, to hell yeah. that kind of thing like it's very negative maybe um surround yourself with some positive reinforcements instead mm-hmm. yeah and okay so i want to talk about um how you manage how your parents managed to come like come through right and like eventually like understand where you're coming from and stuff it, do you think that this is based on time do you think that people would just have to kind of wait it wait things out um based on your personal experience maybe 
I felt it's more like for my personal experience, I felt it's more on um, how we actually show them. Like for instance, for me, um, okay, last time I used to always make my mom worry because I come home every night uh, very late, you know, <laughs> last mm-hmm. time. So I realized that ever since I start to, like everywhere I attend classes in Dara Akam, so every week, whatever that I learn, I will actually bring back and share with my mom what I've learned. So Alhamdulillah, when time passed by, my mom actually sees um, the changes in me that actually become a better person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I felt that, you know, uh, we can give someone like a few years time but then that your character or your behavior doesn't change it will definitely make your mom's worry or your parents worry mm. yeah so yeah i think it's basically on based on how you actually um like carry yourself oh it? yes that's right <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah so i yeah I, I think i agree with you on that so yeah i think it definitely takes time for someone to get used to the concept of hijab especially because when you go out with your parents everyone can see you and maybe it might not um be something easily acceptable but it would take time for sure and alhamdulillah like what your parents also did like they will eventually understand where you're coming from when you show them that you have like had some character development right mm-hmm. yeah so that's, that's great that's great to know <laughs> okay so we would just like to tie things up here by so by showing you how like just based on two of our experiences there's there was so much to it like there was so much to unpack which just shows that, like, the experiences of being a Muslima, like, it's not a monolithic kind of experience, right? Mm. Everyone has their own journeys or challenges to overcome. That's so, right. Yeah, there's really no way and no means for someone to project their own expectations on you and compare you or even give co- comments, like, unwarranted comments on our appearances because we are all going through things on our own. I think it's quite a sad thing. Even for Muslim women, I do see... Um, people policing the way they wear the hijab when they're already wearing it <laughs> and which already probably took them a lot of courage right uh, it's a whole other set of regulations when people are policing the way you wear it also which I think like sometimes it's just very unwarranted you know like you can I'm sure the hijabis know what what they're doing um, so maybe if any in any case like if you would like to give advice yeah do so in a gentle manner and like the way and like the way in which you approach this is also important because um, like I said just now Muslims go through a lot of societal pressures and this is just one of them yeah. so yeah like do so in a way that you're empathetic and you are encouraged to do something for the sake of Allah but this is not a one and for all thing like it applies to every part of being a Muslim your prayers, yes, like sure. yeah, giving donations, the stuff like that. Like everything counts as long as you're doing it for the sake of Allah and Allah knows what your intentions are. So take every step of the, your way like one by one. Yeah. So every step you take will bring you closer to Allah. You should strive towards it. Because at the end of the day we are all here for one purpose and that's to worship Allah and better ourselves as Muslims. Yes, so sure. yeah, so why stop ourselves short from achieving those goals, right? Maybe um, you can reevaluate the way in which you look at certain things. Maybe you're like me and like you are not wearing it because of what other people might think, which uh, in the grand scheme of things, it is not a justification as to why <laughs> you should stop yourself short of achieving the goals that you would like to achieve, right? So take some time to reflect on where you are in this journey 
take it step by step. Yeah, and just know that Allah always knows your intentions. And if you need any advice, of course, the best place you should go is to seek um, advice from Allah. <laughs> and like, just keep on making dua that you get to where you want to be, you want to get eventually. And inshallah, we will all get to where we want to be in our journeys of being hijabis or muslimas in general. Inshallah. Okay, so both of us can attest to the fact that our journey may not be easy at all. So mm. this is just one of the many struggles that we have to go through for the sake of Allah. And even if you see yourself struggling through your journey, be it in terms of wearing the hijab or be it in terms of just practicing as a Muslim, just know that each and every one of your struggles is seen by Allah. And of course, if you're doing it for the sake of Allah, it, these kind of struggles in the grand scheme of things, it's fine. Like you will get through it and the benefits you will reap in the hereafter, inshallah. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. So I think that's about it. Sister Zavira, do you have any other comments? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think that's about it. So I think... I will just conclude from now. Mm. So thank you so much for everyone tuning in. We hope this session has been beneficial to you. Um, special thanks to Sister Zafira for her time and for sharing her valuable insights on this issue and your heartwarming stories. I really hope that all of you would benefit from this session, whoever's listening, and that you would approach the issue of uh, women, Muslimas, and like hijab issues in an empathetic manner in the next time like whenever you're interacting with someone or whether you're going through this journey alone uh you're not alone <laughs> first of all um a lot of us go through quite similar experiences and there are things to share so if you would like to talk about any of these things uh you can do so to with any other muslim woman and i'm sure that they would have experiences to share with you yeah so we'll see you on the next episode of women in islam inshallah so thank you so much for listening. Assalamualaikum, everybody.